The Disrupt Education vlog can be found on YouTube. To hear it in podcast form, search Disrupt Education on any of the following podcast platforms. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Welcome to this episode of Disrupt Education. We're here with Connor Sherland from uh, out in Santa Monica, right? Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Sorry, that, that's going to mess up people in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Connor. Yeah, so I'm a singer-songwriter out in Santa Barbara. I've been here for eight years now, moved out for school um, from a little desert town down south. Uh, south of California, not the yeah. actual south. <laughs> and um, I graduated in environmental studies. Uh, I then worked in tech for two and a half years, building websites for property managers. And then I left that for the music business so that I could uh, learn the music business. Knew nothing of the music business at all and sort of uh, jumped in and have been figuring that out for the last year and a half, two years. So my, in order to flex my creative muscle, I would go home at night and then practice writing songs in the bathroom for hours on end. <laughs> so now you have uh, a couple of albums. How many albums do you have? Uh, I have two, and this is the third one that I'm uh, premiering in two days. What was your high school career like, or even before your high school career like, and then up until now, uh, through college and whatnot? Um, I didn't want to go to college in the first place. Right. So my dad just saying, like, I, I want more opportunities for you than less, and Therefore, I want you to do a science because that will afford you more opportunities mm -hmm. than less. Do you use science in, uh, or any of the things that you learned up until now in, in your music business? What kind of things do you use? Almost none. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I'm, I've always been extremely relational. That's mm -hmm. the main way that I understand the world. Um, it's, it's always been hard for me to distinguish trees apart, but when a friend of mine explains a tree, I can associate that tree to that friend and it just makes sense somehow. Mm -hmm. um, so even in environmental studies, the things that meant the most to me were the relationships that I made in the right. school. Um, so I really, let me just think before I, before I completely denounce my education, <laughs> um, because I don't want to denounce <laughs> my full education. Right. Um, I, I, yeah, I got stuff out of it, but most of it was not from school. Like that, that was where, like in in math three, like math three A, which is the calculus series in mm -hmm. UCSB. What I learned is, if I really apply myself to something that I have no skills in and I actually hate, but like really apply myself and put in way more hours than everybody else, I can get A's. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that to me was a lesson in persistence and a lesson in grit, which was really good. Um, I also got to take a class in, um, a few classes in Old Testament Hebrew Bible, mm -hmm. which was really important for me just learning um, more about the Old Testament of the Bible and um, how, how important it is to define words accurately and how hard it is to create a narrow definition for a word. Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah, so that that was incredibly important. Um, 
I got to learn about rivers. Uh, again, this doesn't right. <laughs> it, doesn't, it, it doesn't necessarily apply to the business, but they are they are things that I really took to heart of under like I took a class on rivers and understanding how um, how often places flood and how you can tell the the health of a river based on what the water looks like while it's flowing through it. And, um, again, how it applies to business is really fun. It's, it's a real stretch. Sure, <laughs> sure. If you were to go back into high school and could change how that system looks, what would you change? I would de-incentivize cheating as much as possible. I think the amount of cheating in high school is both awesome and terrifying. <laughs> At the same time, because uh, in college, I then understood how hard it was to cheat in college, mm -hmm. and then that's when I started taking education seriously, because it was going to be a lot harder, and the consequences were no joke. It was, you're going to lose lots and lots of money, you're not going to be welcomed back, it's going to be really hard to get to where you are right now if you get caught cheating. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's honestly better for you in college to not cheat. Right. High school... I don't have that same argument for high school mm -hmm. because the worst thing that can happen to you is you get expelled and switch districts. You can still get a high school degree, right? And that that's totally fine. You would just go cheat somewhere else. Um, so <laughs> I I'm not like, but and the financial consequences of that are not super severe. Mm -hmm. um, granted, time is lost, etc. Sure. Um, but I would. I had one teacher, uh, Mrs. Nickter, if you're watching, shout out. <laughs> Uh, made it really, really hard to cheat on tests. Um, she would basically place us into little voting booths yeah. on our desks, and they would be entirely around us. And she, she would always say, like, if you need to think, do not look around. I need you to look up at the ceiling. That mm -hmm. is the only place you're allowed to move your eyes to think. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you stay in your little bubble and you do this test. And that, to me, was, um, that was really good. Mm -hmm. But then you have to deal with the problem of, how do I not just binge the information, dump it onto a test, and then forget it the next day? Right. So what 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 can I do to actually make those lessons play out? Um, and that I still don't know because because yeah. there is there is something to be said about learning about how our world works. Like I like it's not important for me to know the the organelles inside of a plant cell. That's but it is, I just think that's important human knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't justify that. I can't justify why that's important. Mm -hmm. But I'm just, I just think you should know how, <laughs> how the world is made. Right. Um, but I think you also need to know how the world works practically. And um, I was, like, when you sent me that list of questions, I was thinking about the class work experience. Right, right. And I was like, well, that, that's a joke, as if, like, all work could be classified into one experience, right. which then could be classified in like, all right, we're going to teach you guys how to send a cover letter, which I don't see much of the value of a cover letter anymore. Mm -hmm. So that didn't really serve me. And every time I needed to make a cover letter, I would Google how to make a cover letter, or I would ask my friends how to make a cover letter. So like, I if I was to redesign, I would force kids to take that class work experience mm -hmm. and I would make that class be something actually challenging mm -hmm. and something that's uh, that's a lesson learned no matter what something like I need all of you to go out and make $50 um, everyone is going to start out with $10 that's provided by the class 
and you need to make $50 and that $40 profit, you can do whatever you want with it. Congrats. But like that is the, that is the lesson and you're going to do a report in three months on how you moved from $10 to $50. And mm. then for the next three months, the, the goal can be like, with that $40, I'm going to now challenge you to make $100. And like you need to like show how, how you can make money, which is hard. Yeah, right? <laughs> it, 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 it's really hard, but people need to learn how to do it. And a lot of kids would start selling candy, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> then, then, then they would learn the lesson and they would learn like what happens when an entire class that every every kid their first thought is I'm gonna sell candy. It's like, well then maybe I should sell, uh, maybe I should sell floss between class yeah. <laughs> because every every kid's eating candy, yeah, right? Uh, or mints or something. Mm-hmm. Um, like they they would need to learn how to adjust and they would need to know uh, what it's like to lose that amount of money and have to write a report about it and right. explain it to people. Like really, I just lost the money and have to deal like have that loser mark on their face <laughs> and and then be able to defend that to the class of like this is what I learned and if I were to do it differently I would do this like I there needs to be real life experiments going on because mm-hmm. that's what the rest of your life is anyway yeah right so I, I would have appreciated something like that something that I could actually fail and then have to write about failing that's very interesting I, I like that concept of um, actually you know it's 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 a growth mindset, literally, is, is what you put there, um, uh, putting that out there. So tell us a little bit about your music career. What's, what's next for you? Uh, where do people find you? Um, how, can, how can people listen to your stuff? Yeah, if they want to listen to my stuff, they can go to connercherlin.com, C-O-N-N-E-R, share like the singer, land like the ground.com. Or as long as you can spell my last name, you can find me on everything, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Pandora, probably not Pandora. <laughs> not yet. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Um, yeah. So as long as you can spell Shareland, um, my music will pop up. And this uh, this recent album is called "The Choices of John Still." It's a concept album following this character and his choices, mm-hmm. and uh, and you get to meet different people in his life. It's a little uh, six song EP. Nice. What's so? What's next after this album drops? What's next for Connor? After this album drops, um, I'm going to continue to uh, try and get press for it, which is uh, just a lot of cold calls, cold emails. Um, and then after that, I'm going to, um, I typically tour every June, um, and I typically try to put out an album like immediately before or immediately after that tour. So it'll just be back on the cycle. I mean, when you're writing 40 songs for an album, uh, it means that you're constantly having to write songs to keep up uh, so I'm probably just gonna go right back to writing a ton of songs and start thinking about like I already have an idea about what the next EP is mm-hmm. and I really want to have a ton of songs so that really I can pare it down to again like a really cohesive story that I can really believe in um, fantastic um, last question for if you had a 17 year old, who wants to get into the music business? What do you tell them? I would say, are you sure? And give. Uh, there's there's a there's a small book called Letters to a Young Poet by uh, Raina Maria Rilke. And at the start, there's this there's this little kid, and he's asking like, I want to be a writer. What what can I do to be a writer? 
And the first thing, the like first piece of advice is you need to ask yourself the question, must I write? And if, if the answer is no, then choose anything else. Choose anything else and do it on the side because that will make a good life for you. But if the answer is yes, then you have to do whatever it takes to make that happen in your life. So you, um, whether it's like punting leisure and like getting rid of some of the leisure in your life so that you can spend more time writing and being alone to do that. Um, but being, being a creative person. So there's like the music industry and then there's like the creative person. I happen to be both at the moment. Um, but when, when you're the creative person, there's so many like, um, just internal mind games that you're going to have to go through of locking yourself into a room so that you can write this song and then you'll play it to people who don't care at all. Um, or maybe they just don't get it. And then you start to question, um, am I bad or are they bad? Mm -hmm. Always subjective, um, to a point. (laughs) And then, and then there's the business side of like, just consistent. Like when you do have a product that is good, objectively good, uh, and then you just start shopping it out to people. Do you do you have the grit to take fifty no's for two yeses? And that is a really hard thing because if fifty people came up to you a day telling you that you suck, and then <laughs> two people came up and told you I kind of like you, yeah, you would you would just think that you suck. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you have to have some sort of internal compass that can say I believe in what I'm doing. I believe in where I'm going. So no one can stop me. Fantastic. That's great advice. Got to take some punches, man. Some big ones. A lot. Kind of appreciate you being here with us on Disrupt Education. Um, we'll look for the, uh, the next album coming out. Um, and uh, we wish you well, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon.